is up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, this week on the podcast in 4K Spotlight, we only have one new item to talk about. And then we will be getting into this week's headliner where we will be breaking down Hocus Pocus 2, the long-anticipated sequel to the original Hocus Pocus. Cult classic. Cult classic. Um, so, with that, let's say we get straight into it. Let's do it. Every day, we're surrounded by media. Books, movies, art, music, games, apps, podcasts, etc., etc. With this constant bombardment, it's easy to miss great media gems in the chaos. But fret not, you've come to the right place, my friend. I'm Jason, and I love media. I invite you to check out the Mixed Media Forest podcast, the podcast where I trudge through the forests of media to find hidden gems for you, the listener. Every episode of Mixed Media Forest is chock full of fun, reviews, nostalgia, positivity, news, rants, stories, and recommendations about all things media. Again, that's the Mixed Media Forest podcast, created on Anchor Podcasting app and available everywhere fine podcasts can be found. Give it a listen. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Alrighty, like we said, starting off with 4K Spotlight, we only have one movie to talk about this week, and that is the release of Bullet Train. So, Rose, would you like to tell everyone about that and where it's coming? Uh, yes, I would love to. And, uh, <laughs> Caleb, I just realized that I lied. There's actually uh, two other big releases coming out. I'm sorry. Oh, you son of a bitch. Every freaking week, Rose. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so good at this. I do it just to fuck with you. I, I think I've it come feels to that it's point. starting to feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Uh, all right. Anyway, so yeah, Bullet Train is coming to 4K and Blu-ray as well as a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. I'm pretty sure. I'm just gonna double check on this. Never mind. It is not a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. So you can actually get this steelbook anywhere, or by anywhere I really mean like Target and Amazon. That's usually Target, Amazon, and Best Buy. That's usually if a steelbook is a wide release, those are usually the three that will always carry it. Um, but beside Bullet Train, we're also getting Orphan First Kill. Uh, I haven't even seen the first one yet, but I've heard it's really good. I've heard the sequel's actually decent, so I kind of want to see both now. Um, are those and, movies? Yeah. I thought those were TV shows. No, they're movies. What the hell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I know, uh, like, uh, Orphan First Kill, I know, um, like, I think it was in theaters and on, uh, Paramount Plus at the exact same time, so. Okay, yeah, I've seen it yeah. on Paramount Plus a lot, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, they made a movie based off of this show, I didn't, like, I, I, it was such, like, a big thing, like, Orphan was just such a big thing, I always thought it was a show, because, like, people were promoting it, like, everywhere so i i don't know where i got that wrong you're good man 
Dude, I remember the first one freaking came out when we were in junior high, I swear. Holy shit. Yeah, the first one is that old. Like, so. how many movies are there? Is it... It's just uh, the original on this one. Okay. Yeah, there's just two. That's freaking weird. Like, why did I think it was yeah. a show? Uh, I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, but besides that, uh, the last big release coming out is uh, a movie that me and Caleb were uh, very uh, divisive on. Uh, or you you know what I mean? I didn't really like it, but he like somewhat liked it. Uh, that's Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. That is coming to Blu-ray <laughs> as well this Tuesday. So. I like the writing. I think that was the only thing that we like really disagreed on was oh it was the okay. writing. Yeah, everything okay. else was pretty close. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that is what is coming out this Tuesday. Nice. Well, with that out of the way, let's uh, move on to this week's headliner where we break down Hocus Pocus 2. Yes, let's do it. Like we said, we will be breaking down Hocus Pocus 2. So, if you are new to our breakdown system, the way that we break down movies over here is we have split them into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. And the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up, thrown into our algorithm, and spit out a letter grade for us to compare to other movies of similar grades, and a percentage to break down a a heart hierarchy of our movies. <laughs> uh, so, if you have not seen Hocus Pocus 2, it is currently available to stream on Disney+, Plus. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Um, if you listen past this point, Rose is about to read off the entire synopsis for the film, and it will be spoiled for you. So if you don't want it spoiled, stop listening now, go watch the movie, come back, and join us for this breakdown. So anyway, if you have chosen to listen past, chosen to listen past this point... Uh, it is your own damn fault if the movie gets ruined for you. So, without further ado, our favorite segment, Reading with Rose, everyone. Okay, let's see if I can uh, go without screwing this up. In 1653 Salem, a young Winifred Sanderson is banished from Salem by Reverend Trask. Hope I said that right. After she defied the authority of the church by refusing to marry John Pritchett. Rather than let her sisters Mary and Sarah be taken away from her, Winifred escapes with them to a nearby forbidden forest. There they make the acquaintance of Mother Witch, who gifts Winifred her magic book for her 16th birthday, but explicitly warns the sisters against casting a spell known as the... Ma 
I'm going to screw this. Magic A Maxima? Sounds right. Is that? Okay, cool. Uh, which makes the user all-powerful. Mother Witch also teaches the sisters to kill other children to keep their youthfulness. In 2022, 29, year, 29 years after the Sanderson sisters were resurrected by the Black Flame Candle, Salem teenagers Becca and Izzy prepare to celebrate both Halloween and Becca's 16th birthday, but turn down a party invitation from their estranged friend Cassie Trask. Becca and Izzy visit a magic shop, form, formerly the Sanderson Cottage, run by Gilbert, who gifts Becca a candle for their annual birthday ritual. Becca and Izzy light the candle and discover that it is another black flame candle. As there is a full moon and the girls are both virgins, the candle resurrects the Sanderson sisters once, once again. The girls manage to outwit the sisters in a local Walgreens and then escape the mad, escape to the magic shop where they discover that Gilbert tricked them into reviving the sisters, having seen them on Halloween back in 1993 and been taught how to make the candle by book. The sisters catch up to the girls and see a campaign flyer belonging to Mayor Trask, Cassie's father, and Reverend Trask's direct descendant. Winifred decides they will cast the Magicae Maxima spell to eliminate Trask and take revenge on Salem. The sisters trap Izzy and Becca in the basement and leave to hunt down Trask, whose blood is needed to complete the spell. They force Gilbert to collect the other ingredients. The girls escape, escape and head to the Trask house to warn the mayor while the sisters find their way to the town's Halloween carnival and enchant the citizens to help find the mayor. Meanwhile, Gilbert digs up Billy Butcherson, who has been awake but entombed since 1993. Gilbert needs Billy's head for the spell, but tricks Billy into helping him collect the other ingredients first. The girls reunite with Cassie and manage to trap the sisters within a salt circle in Cassie's garage before Mayor Trask returns home. The three teenagers make amends with one another, but their reunion is interrupted when the sisters escape the circle and kidnap Cassie to use her blood instead. Becca and Izzy follow them to the Forbidden Forest, where Gilbert has assembled the ingredients and soon discover that Becca is also a witch. The sisters partially cast the spell and increase their power, but Becca distracts them while Izzy rescues Cassie. Becca manages to convince Book that it does not have to answer to Winifred, and Becca and Book flee further into the forest. Book shows them a warning about the Magicae Maxima spell, saying that whoever casts it must give up what they cherish most. The girls agree to warn Winifred of the price of the spell, but are too late. Winifred becomes all-powerful as Mary and Sarah fade to dust. Winifred grows despondent and begs the teenagers to use their newfound powers to save her sisters. While they cannot save the two, Becca, Cassie, and Izzy join together in a coven and cast a reuniting spell, and Winifred happily fades away to be reunited with her sisters. The girls are joined by Gilbert and Billy, while Billy starts to fade away, realizing that all of Winifred's spells have been undone and, rele and relieved to finally be headed to his eternal rest. The girls decide to give Book a new home and continue practicing their magic as they walk off into the night, in a similar manner as the Sanderson sisters. As they leave, a crow identical to the one that Mother Witch has sh had shapeshift into flies overhead. And I, and they do not include uh, the um, the end credit scene. Did you watch the end credit scene? Yes. Um, yeah. I did watch it on accident. <laughs> what like, do you mean by accident? Like I, Okay, so when I was watching it, I meant to turn it off, right? Okay. But I got distracted doing something, and so I just kind of, like, let the credits play through. And then when I was, like, walking over to, 
like turn my TV off, then the end credit scene started, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I I caught that completely on accident. I I wouldn't have <laughs> under normal circumstances, oh. but yeah, that's funny. I mean, it's really nothing. It kind of just teases a Hocus Pocus three, if there is one, of a, a black cat in the uh, Sanderson sisters' cottage. Uh, jumping up to uh, where there lies a second, or there's a box that says um, uh, Black Flame Candle number two. And then that that's it. Yeah. That doesn't it's, even, yeah. that doesn't make sense though. It like, doesn't. How many like, freaking Black Flame Candles are there? Yeah, well, okay. It's understandable that they have another one, but it's like, why would they tease that? Unless they yeah. like, plan on doing like another one of these movies but if you do another hocus pocus movie you can't include the sanderson sisters they're freaking dust now yeah i mean th- this and movie this is some bullshit this... where they keep like a pe- reappearing every time there's a freaking candle i mean that's what i thought like when they first resurrected them in this one i'm like okay wait i thought because in the first one uh when you know like they Get rid of the Sanderson sisters, and Binks is able to actually exit from being a cat, and his soul is able to lay to rest. Like, he actually gets to join his family. I thought that meant, like, oh, yeah, the Sanderson sisters are completely dead. They can't come back. Yeah. There's some freaking plot holes in in this movie. There really is. <laughs> the tie-ins were not as good as I thought they were going to be. <laughs> Like yeah, okay. just get getting like straight into this this story. It really failed. The only nostalgia button that they happened to push on me was seeing the Sanderson sisters again. Other than that, they didn't hit shit. I agree, and even and this is nothing. And it's not, I have a problem with one of the Sanderson sisters because um, for me, like, like we've talked about in the first one, you cannot tell at all that Sarah Jessica Parker is, is Sarah. Oh yeah. I had no issue. Like real knowing that was her. This one. I'm sorry. Like no matter how hard she tried, I'm like, yeah, no, that's still Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, I don't know what it was like. um, Bette Midler and Kathy Najimy. I feel like they they went right back into their roles like that. Like I mean, even I feel honestly, Kathy Najimy even a little bit more in this one than the first one. Um, but I don't know. All I could see was Sarah Jessica Parker. It didn't. It's it didn't it's really fair, but it's also she didn't like. She didn't lose herself in the in the role like she did. She didn't, and honestly, one. I might, I might. I might actually blame that on writing because I feel she is still trying her best here. I feel all three are. Yeah, absolutely. Like she was giving like similar enough performance. It just wasn't highlighted enough. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Which sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it very much does. Uh, Like I had a hard time. Like the story was boring. It it really was. Um like even like the whole like scene where they're like in the Walgreens and like 
they, I, I didn't even really find that that funny. No, dude, that's, I didn't find anything in this movie funny. Like, even, like, like, oh, Mary, like, flying around on, like, those, like, uh, those, uh, vacuums, I didn't think that was funny. No, me either. The only thing that I, I, that maybe got a chuckle out of me was the freaking Roombas. And just, like, how they happened to be perfect enough to, like, come and, uh, vacuum up the salt that had them trapped. Oh, Yeah. But it like that was the only thing, and they had the ingredients for a good movie. It's just the execution on this was just horrendous. What's funny is okay, I can think of one scene that actually made me laugh, and it's not even like the three OGs playing the Sanderson sisters. It's the flashback at the beginning. It's when the girl that plays uh young Winifred. Uh, she's just like, no, I don't want to marry him. I want to b- marry Billy Butcherson. And Billy, the kid that plays Billy, he's just like, what? Why me? <laughs> I don't know why. I just, okay. <laughs> that was actually really funny. Yep, that got me too. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that definitely got me too. Yeah. It was. It was rough, dude. This was yeah, a really like, tough watch. Uh, I wish Kang Ortega could have come back to direct this sequel. <laughs> I agree, dude. Like, <sighs> just it's it's a sequel. Like, I get it. Hocus Pocus is remembered as, for many, one of the greatest Halloween films ever made. Like, it's so nostalgic. It's one that like so many people go back to every year. I'll, I probably don't watch it every single year, but I've I've seen it very many times. But I. F- <laughs> Everyone was just like so pushing for a sequel, like, oh yeah, we want one, we want one, when it really didn't need one. And this movie showcases that it did not need a sequel. It was a perfect standalone movie. Yeah. The. It was just. It was rough, dude. I, I like that it kind of tied up some loose ends a little bit. Like, what happened with the book? Yeah, I will. I would agree. I will agree with that. Like it, it tied that up nicely, and it tied up the whole like Billy being asleep for the past yeah many years. Hell, what is but, it? Um, I don't know. This it it just lacked. It's just the necessity wasn't there. Now, like it was did, not. Yeah, but I mean, I'll give them this. The way that they did bring them back, like, completely made sense. Light another black black flame candle. I I can totally oh, buy into that. Dude, like, I will even say with this one, the way, like, the introduction of how they come back, like, how, like, because in the first one, they literally, um, they're in the their cottage, and they open the door, and bam, there they are. Whereas in this one, I actually love that you actually get to see them risen up from hell. Yeah, that was awesome. That was freaking awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, but that's like one of the only cool things I got uh, for this sequel. Yeah, and then it's just... I don't know. Like, This is more of a writing issue, but the the, the use of the performance was used in the in the first one was used in a way that it made sense yes here they had multiple performances that just did not land 
like the when they were yeah. singing the the witches are back song like when they first appeared i'm like this seems a little over the top like, i mean and i get like uh sisters no i agree because like even yeah like the one of the girls because oh my god I, i'm sorry they're just so forgettable i forgot the one girl's name the one that wears the glasses <laughs> She's she's literally says to her friend, uh, like, wh- who are they even singing to? And then Mary chime, like Mary's like right next to her, and she's just like, you. Yeah, that it wasn't the best written anything, but I no. was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> like, and okay, I I feel that I should bring this up with story. Because me and Caleb were talking about this tour, like, before we recorded. And I, f- I still don't know how to feel with it. Because I remember after this movie ended, I was pissed at this. Because it just felt so out of place. But, like, more thinking about it, I'm like, I, I get that they were trying for, like, sentimental. But in some ways it works, in some ways it doesn't. But, like, what we, like, what I read, that, um, when, like, they do the spell at the end... Mary and Sarah disappear, and Winifred is, you know, in distress. You know, she misses her sisters, and so they do the spell that, um, it, you know, ma- makes her, you know, uh, be free to be with her sisters again. And when I was watching this, I'm like, from remembering how she is in the first one, that just feels so out of left character for her. I get it. They're her sisters, but just for the first one, it seemed like she kind of freaking was. Not hated them, but, like, she was kind of a bitch to them. Yeah, well, you gotta think. Sibling rivalry is a, is a real thing. So, for me, it made sense that she would, like, do that. Like, go that route and want to be with her sisters. It didn't feel too out of character for me. Because it's like, in the first one her sisters were kind of like her ride ride or die. Like they were ready to freaking like die together. They did everything together. And then I think just at the beginning, just the, just tying it in like, Oh, this is your coven and a witch is nothing without her coven. Like that whole thing that just kind of solidified the relationship a little bit more so it didn't feel too out of character so it's yeah, i don't know and then man. also it's like she didn't read the warning and like or winifred didn't read the warning so she, it's like she didn't know that's what she had to give up for the power or whatever so it's i am i'm very okay. hit and miss with the ending you know what i think you just brought me to your side yeah, right. I mean, that being said, was it good? No. <laughs> yeah. But like, if this whole movie, not, dude, like yeah. the issues that I had with the first one was that the the story like it had too much fluff. It needed to be like shaved down into something a little bit better paced. This movie, it had the perfect pacing, but it was the content that just was n- not great. Yeah. And it sucks cuz I I exactly. had I mean, I feel like I had reasonable expectations of this movie, but the it, it just, I just it knew like down. going into this, yeah, I mean, I knew going into this, I'm just like 
I'm going to walk away with this knowing one thing that will happen is that I will just love seeing these three together again. And I feel that the chemistry is just going to be the exact same from the first movie. It's just going to be so great. And that's exactly what I got. You can definitely tell that these still, these three still have the magic between the, between them. And I had such a joy watching them again. Yeah. Unfortunately, but that's, that's really all we I got. got. Yep. Yeah. All the other characters are so forgettable. If you thought any of the characters in the first one were forgettable, oh, 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 oh yeah, just wait till you watch this one. Yeah, no freaking joke there. The only character that I actually like gave a shit about was Billy Butcherson. <laughs> like when he came back, I was like, "Oh, this is okay." Like here's here's a little nostalgia cake for me. And then again, that just kind of led somewhere that let me down. I mean, I guess I, I cared a little bit about Gilbert, but I think the only reason I cared about him was because he literally tricked the two girls into lighting a black flame candle to bring the Sanderson sisters back. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but like re- when sorry. you read the your reading of the synopsis was way more interesting than the film was. Yes. Like the the synopsis does not do it justice. Like the synopsis made it sound like it was like interesting and it wasn't it it wasn't because i feel i feel one character that they just needed to establish so much better was gilbert and i know it should have been the two two girls but the fact that like you know since they first appeared in 93 he saw them disappear um and he's like literally he picked up book just dedicated his whole life just trying to recreate the black flame candle bring and bring them back and you know he's able to do it I don't know. I just wanted a little more backstory with that. I'm like, okay, but we're not really showcased why you are so into the Sanderson sisters. Like, why you're so, like? I know, yeah, like, they it felt explain like a strange like, obsession, especially for someone who's sharing stories of them wanting to eat children. Dude, straight up. Like, what did you, what was Plan A? <laughs> yeah. Like you thought, and also they, it seems you were going like... to resurrect. You thought you were going to resurrect the Sandersons, and they suddenly were going to be like, "Oh, we don't need to eat babies anymore." Yeah, right. Or not babies, kids. Kids, Whatever. like you know. But um, about. it seems like um, like he's like the only one, and you know, like the the two girls in all of Salem that like talk about the Sanderson sisters. Now they've kind of been kind of just forgotten. They're not really a uh, um. They're not even like a scary story that they tell at Halloween, it seemed. Not really. It It's odd. Like, hell, even freaking freaking 40 years later in the Halloween franchise, they still uh, tell stories about uh, Michael Myers. How You know, he's the boogeyman. He's the myth. Everyone knows the myth, but ne- not everyone knew that he was actually a thing. Um, where, like, in this one, it's been like like a little over 20 years since the events of the first one and yeah people just forgot about what happened in 93 well you gotta think it's like not everyone interacted with the sandersons yeah that's true so it it would have become like a myth like you would have had the the small group of parents that had to dance in the the gym for like hours on end because the sanderson sisters came and put a spell on them and then left. So they they probably okay. just came Good out point. of that and were like, okay, that was weird. 
but not really Fair like, okay. talking about it. And okay. then it just kind of became like a, a town myth. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we put all our kids to bed and then for some weird reason they all started like leaving the house and so they woke up out in the middle of the street and so that was weird. But again, nothing would have come from that. Yeah, okay, you got a point there. Yeah, that that's my whole justification for it. But this whole... I don't know what this was lacking. It's like, on paper, it seems like it should have been really good. It Honestly, I think it was just execution. Yeah, I would agree. And that's, like, really unfortunate, because I think this movie had the potential to be really freaking good. Oh, yeah, it's freaking Hocus Pocus 2. This should yeah, have been it, a great sequel. Yeah, this should have been an easy freaking payday, Disney. <laughs> I mean, it was. I know, but it's I like, mean, you still you screwed it up. Like, you're only going mean, to get maybe, I'll say two, maybe three years worth of viewings from this movie. Unlike yeah. the first one, where they're going to get way more than their money's worth. I mean, it. I mean, you heard though, like the record that Hocus Pocus two set, right? Are you shitting me? It set a record. What record? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so as uh, as far as like Disney Plus original movies, it is the most watched. Are you actually shitting me? I'm dead serious. <laughs> That's such serious. bullshit, dude. <laughs> it is the most watched Disney Plus original movie. <sighs> okay, maybe we're the minority here. Appar- yeah, apparently. Like, <laughs> and I, I know, like people will say, like, oh, you know, just accept it for what it is. You know, like they, they did their best. They could have done a lot better. Like, come on. No, the what, having seen the original as as recently as we have. And coming to this, this was not even close to their best. No, I walked away disappointed, and I didn't want—I didn't expect to feel that way after Hocus Pocus two. Yeah, or at least and not as disappointed as I was. Yeah, and that's really unfortunate. Uh, the story though isn't the worst thing in the world, though. It like I know True. we're just like, it seems like we're ripping it a new one. But it it wasn't, like, the worst thing. Like, honestly, I think I still might be in, like, the 70s, but I'm in, like, the low 70s. Yeah, same here. I'm Yeah, I don't think I can go in the 60s. And, like, honestly, I feel it's just because seeing those three together again. That's what yeah. pushes it, it barely into the 70s. Yeah, like, they were good. I think that I wish the movie would have just focused on them. Like, I wish that it oh, would have found a way for them to, like be brought back but not have the focus on these new witches yeah so i but the sisters were definitely enough to keep this in the very very average range yeah so i think i'm just gonna sit at like a solid 70 with this yeah you know i'm gonna agree with you not a, almost give it a U. <laughs> All right, next up we got it's writing. Coding. 
again, this is one of those things. The writing for the sisters was really good. The writing for everyone else, not so good. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the the writing for the two. Okay, I gotta get their names because I feel bad that I just keep calling them the lead girls. Yeah. So we got Becca, who is the like the witch. Izzy, who okay. is the friend, and then Cassie, who is the estranged friend. Okay. So the writing for Becca and Izzy is it's all right. I feel the writing for Becca is better. Um agreed. But maybe that's because I, I liked the and I mean we'll get to this with acting. I thought Becca's actress was better than Izzy's, but that's just my opinion. Um but the uh Oh my god, what was their friend's name again? Cassie? Yeah. I oh god, I hated her writing. <laughs> she was so freaking generic, dude. Dude, straight up. Like even their like whole uh their them being like friends years ago, but then when she became popular, they they separated. That just felt like such a generic classic high school plot. Like oh yeah, or junior that... high plot. I don't know how old they are. Um well, no, they would be in high school, right? If they're 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah. So they would be yeah. in, like... Sophomores? Sophomores. Yeah. But, yeah, I've seen that a million times. Like, um, yeah, like, you know, you grow up in, in elementary, but, you know, once you get to junior high or high school, you, you, you know, you, you everyone finds their different cliques, and you guys go their separate ways, and then, of course, you know, they have to touch upon that and see if they come back together and just... Ugh, I hate it. Boring. Dude, I thought the route that they were going to take with that, because it's like the... It felt so unjustified with Cassie hanging out with her boyfriend, Mike. The route that I thought they were going to take, and I thought it would have been way more interesting, is if Cassie was dating Mike, who Becca had a crush on. Or had dated, like, maybe, like, Becca's ex or something. Yeah, that would have... Dude, like, you could have even written a better plot for this. Yeah, that's not a super high bar. Or one that's <laughs> one that's more cohesive. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just... It would have made more sense. It would have added a little, like, oh! Like, a little, like... A little teen drama. But it still would have added a little bit, like... Spice... <laughs> to it like oh shit yeah. like how are they going to come back from this like one of those things like it, it i don't know it would have worked a little bit better for for me and then it's still like cassie still like distancing herself because she's i don't know whatever like whatever you want to go there like but it ah they missed the mark. Just the whole, Absolutely. oh, now I'm popular and now we're not friends anymore. Freaking, who cares? Yeah. I will say this, though. Mike was decently written. Like, I love that he wasn't, like, That's the fair. typical, like, bullying asshole. He was just an idiot, but still, like, funny. Yeah, because I'll fully admit, yeah, the freak out that he has in a, the class when she when she does like the whole spell thing, yeah, that 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 made me chuckle a little bit. 
Yeah, and then when he realized that he was like bullying, <laughs> like, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I have so many people to apologize to." Yeah, see, I love that kind of stuff. That's yeah. actually awesome. Getting someone to admit to it. Yeah, I freaking I loved that. Like, and I think like Mike could have been a really interesting character for them to explore more of. Oh, absolutely. But we just didn't get it. Like, it's they didn't set up why we should care. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like. Becca just kind of being into witchcraft and then suddenly, oh, she has powers. Like, come on, what? Like, it... It's it's weird. I think that... Instead of it being like... I, I don't know. I don't know how the hell to make Becca more interesting. Dude, you and me both. Like... Instead of it being, like, something that she, like, the witchcraft stuff, instead of it being something that she just kind of has an interest in, like, show us from the get-go that she has some, like, magic about her. And maybe, and maybe, like, not even go as far as being like, oh, Gilbert set this up so she summons the Sanderson sisters and throw that whole plot in. Maybe set it so she accidentally turns a candle into a black flame candle. See, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, like with her innate magical abilities, she accidentally turns a normal candle that she's using for this birthday ritual that she does every year. She accidentally turns it into a black flame candle, resurrecting the Sanderson sisters for a small period of time. And then they want to do this, like, ultimate magic spell to make them more powerful. Like, that would have been so much more interesting for me. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Like, get rid of freaking Gilbert altogether. And then maybe... I'm trying to think. Oh, you know how the freaking, like, the mother... Or the witch mother, she's like, oh, like the, like, here's your spell book, like the magical items are, yeah, magical things always have a way of, like, showing up to each other, like, that whole shtick. Yes, yeah. Like, how cool would it have been if Becca was having, like, dreams of the book? And then she, like comes across the book or like comes across the real book at that at the shop like if you really wanted to throw in the magic shop see yeah that would have been cool yeah it's just gosh there's so many like little minor things that you could have shifted just just a hair Mm -hmm. so it just it felt really sloppily put together. But I mean the dialogue yeah, wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, it's I've seen a lot worse. Yeah, I mean and the sisters were still funny like how they're supposed to be. I think and I th- I feel like I've noticed this with other movies when you have more than one or two writers, 
the the story just gets real sloppy. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And this movie has three writers. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's two two people are the characters are based on characters created by there are three story by characters and then there's one screenplay by so in my mind wow. that's four writers yeah wow and it feels like it it feels very yeah. like it it's too busy agreed absolutely agreed so on story i think our writing just because I feel like the dialogue was somewhat decent, but with all of the freaking issues that I had with the just the general story itself and how everything was written out, and like I said, became way too freaking busy, I might be at a 70 with this one as well. I think I'm just going to go slightly above just 71, just really just because of the writing for the sisters. And it, it felt like, for the most part, it felt like the first one with their writing, which I appreciated. That's fair. Um, so moving on over to acting, uh, we have Winifred Sanderson, who is played by Bette Midler. We have Sarah Sanderson, who is played by Sarah Jessica Parker. We have Mary Sanderson, who was played by Kathy Najimi. Uh, Becca, who is played by Whitney Peak. Izzy, who is played by Belissa Escobedo. Uh, Cassie, who is played by Lilia Buckingham. Gilbert, who is played by Sam Richardson. Billy Butcherson, who is played by Doug Jones. And then finally, we have the mayor slash Reverend Trask, who is played by Tony Hale. Um, so I'm assuming with your top three, we're going, we're talking sisters, right? Oh, absolutely. So other than the sisters, like, has your okay? So I forget what my ranking was. Oh, so I I remember mine. Mine was. Like on the first Hocus Pocus, mine was Winifred, um, Sarah, and then Mary, like respectively in that order. Wasn't yours Winifred, Mary, Sarah? No, mine was Mary, Winifred, Sarah. Okay. Do you stand by that ranking? Yes. Does not change at all. Okay. Same with me. <laughs> okay. So, other than those three... Wait, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. I, okay, wait. You had Mary last, right? Oh, that's right. Never mind. Never mind. Scratch that. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Um, I mean, that's yeah, fine. If for like, this, but I'm just... So, yeah. For, I, I, I was Winifred, Sarah, Mary for the first. This one, I'm going Winifred, Mary, Sarah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. So, I had so to you make that no, you're getting no, you're good. No, I just wanted to make sure, and I'm not trying to sound like a dick calling you out, but like, you know, I just wanted to make sure that, like, oh, you know, like, I just wanted to see if, like, you thought like Mary's performance was just a little better than Sarah's in this one, just because kind of how we talked about, like, 
because of the writing, it just feels like it's it's not Sarah that much in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, so yeah. With that, like, so since we have that established, and it's basically for the exact same reasons as the first movie. Yeah. What are your top three that are not the sisters? Uh, number one, I would absolutely give to Gilbert. Um, I actually had a really, for the most part, I actually liked his character, even though like there are some things that need to be fi- needed to be filled in with his backstory. Um, and you know his attraction towards the Sanderson, not attraction, his um, what's the word? Obsession. Yeah. Obsession, thank you. His obsession with the Sanderson sisters. Um, but I, I really enjoyed his performance. Um, number two, I would probably give to, um, uh, probably Becca. Uh, Fair. Wait, okay. Is Becca the main one, or is that his? Yes. Okay, yeah, sorry. I keep. Becca's the Becca's like the uh, the new Winifred. <laughs> okay, and then Izzy's the one with glasses, and then Cassie's the estranged friend. Okay, um, so yeah, so number two, I would give to Becca, and because I I feel that the the young act, actress is honestly giving her best. It's just the act, the the not acting, the writing is just not great for her. Um, but for the young, or which actress? Uh, for Becca's actress. Okay. Actress. Yeah. Um, I feel she's trying her best with what she's given. Um, so I'd give her number two, and then number three, I'll give to the uh, uh, I forget his name that plays Billy Butcherson. Um, just because I think it's actually really cool that the guy that played him in the first one comes back to play him. Um, just, I mean, yeah. it was really, it was really cool seeing him back, but I feel he had more to do in the first one. I get that, you know, like he goes off with, um, Gilbert, you know, and acquires all of this stuff, but I don't know. I had more of a, an enjoyable time watching him in the first one than I did in this one. That's fair. I'm glad we got to hear him talk a little bit in this one. Same, yeah, same here. I would agree with that. Um, so I would actually go... Billy Butcherson would be my number one. Because I, I enjoyed seeing him on screen again. And he he fit back into the role so freaking well. The way that he was just mouthing off to everyone. <laughs> and... I I loved it. So I'm giving him Doug Jones my number one. Number two, funny enough, I would actually give to the mayor, uh, played by Tony Hale. Okay, that's fair. I thought he was hilarious. And, like, I felt bad for him, too, because it's like, dude just wanted, like, a decent caramel apple. And he had to end up going to Walgreens for one, and those ones freaking suck ass. And <laughs> I don't know. I that whole thing was super funny, 
to me and like his his reaction to everything going on around him like when the the mob came and was like surrounding him and he's like oh my gosh and then they like someone stole his apple i i don't know there was just something about the way that he pulled that off that really like stuck with me i get you my number three Shit, I actually might have to give it to the actress who played young Winifred. Oh, dude, I forgot about... Yes! She was incredible. She did so good, dude. Oh my gosh. She freaking killed it. (laughs) Yeah, she did. Like, she freaking... Oh my gosh. And I I love the like the the behind the scenes stuff that I was I've been reading on this movie, because um, Doug Jones was talking about when he came on set, uh, dressed up as Billy Butcherson. He's like, it felt like Elvis had just walked into the building. The way everyone was just like freaking out. Ah, oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, granted, like, I get it, totally get it, and then. Uh, Bette Midler has been talking about like her interactions with the actress. Who, her name's Taylor Henderson, by the by the way, but who okay. played young Winifred, and the, their interaction and like getting the the body language and posture down, and like w- working with the teeth and everything, like so freaking funny. Like I when I first saw her, I was like, I don't know how much I'm gonna like this. And then like the second she's on screen and pushing away everyone away and all that crazy shit, like I was like sold. Absolutely sold on this little girl playing Winifred. <laughs> yeah, she she was fantastic. Yeah. So that yeah, that's that's my ranking. So yeah, Billy Mayer and then Young Winifred. I like it. All right, with that, what would you give their their acting? Um, just because I I loved seeing these three back in these roles, and I feel they they did a really good job even though some of the writing wasn't great for the three of them. Um, so, you know, I'm, although some of the supporting cast does bring them down. Um, so I'm going to go with 78. That's actually really fair. And dude, I had high hopes. Like they started off strong. Yeah. Like when they brought in the, uh, the witch mother and everything, like, it kind of was a little like eh about it, but after like they started talking a little bit more and really getting into that discussion, I was sold. Like I was absolutely sold. I'm like, this movie's gonna be really like I thought it was gonna be really good because I'm like the young actresses are killing it, the freaking witch mother who's a new character's killing it. Like we're gonna have the Sanderson sisters back, and that we know they're gonna freaking kill it, and. Honestly, I feel like maybe they were the ones that underperformed. But it had such a strong start. And so 
as it went on and just like slowly started going down and down and down, it was it was a little disappointing. Yeah, I would agree. I am I'm actually probably a little bit below you. The 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 extras are the ones that that killed it for me. Like wasn't the uh, and the main girls like freaking Becca, Izzy, and Cassie did not care for them. Yeah, and I mean their performances were watchable. <laughs> no real complaints there. It's just I don't know if it, there was some inconsistencies that I didn't care for. That no, that's absolutely fair. So I think I'm gonna be at like a seventy. Six. All right. All right. Moving on over to character development, which this one's kind of tough to do. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I feel like actually had a decent character growth, just like seeing a lot more of like how she felt with her relationship with her sisters. I guess you could say Winifred, but I don't really even know. I I don't know. I I don't really even know how you how I could do the character development for either of like the main girls, just because they really didn't get that much. They really didn't. So I might agree with you that since she was the only one that seemed to have any, doing it on Winifred. Okay. Let's do it on Winifred Sanderson, then. Yeah, so... They focus on... Winifred as a... Young girl. 16, coming into her powers. uh, Having recently been banished from her town in Salem. And traveling into the Forbidden Woods and... Obtaining her spell book from the witch mother. And she's taught this lesson that a witch is nothing without her coven. And to never perform this like ultimate power spell. Um, the movie goes on. Nothing too special. The, the sisters appear and slowly work their way into their getting into the plan of becoming or doing the power spell. So once they, uh, once they perform that and this, her sisters disappear, Winifred has a major change of heart that seemingly comes out of nowhere. And it's like her whole tone shifted. It wasn't just like, seriously though, she was just, like, she was getting ready to freaking, like, bushwhack all of Salem, and then realizes her sisters are gone, and then, like, is almost, like, pleading for something to be done. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's, I don't feel it's out of character, but it definitely just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel that's the best way to, to, to say it, because honestly, talking about it more, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily feel out of character, but yeah, like you said, it 
just comes out of nowhere and hits you in the face. Yeah, and so she gives up her ultimate power to <coughs> be reunited with her sisters. And I mean, I guess it's good ish. <laughs> this is that. one of those other ones. It's so hard to to score the the development on this. It's like cuz we didn't we there was no growth for no. anyone in this movie. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's I wouldn't consider this a horror movie. Other like we could do like the logic, I guess, but I don't even know how to do that for this one. I wouldn't either. So it it's this is a, a tough one. And here I actually might be the same as my acting score like 76 cuz it was like okay. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe just because for my initial reaction of how I felt like was just completely out of character but like how we were you know like you you help i feel that you helped me persuade just a little bit the other way so i think i'm just going to be one notch lower at a 75 completely fair all right next up we got effects and i don't know how to feel about this one it is very clear or at least i feel a lot of people have said that this definitely feels like a disney channel movie and it definitely does, definitely in the effects wise, because there is a a lot of the flying scenes that I'm just like, yeah, I can totally tell that that's green screen. You're not, you're not even trying here. That one I was a little tough on, like it, because it's like it matched pretty closely to the original. Like, kind of had that same well, tone, like. But it, at it, least with the original, though, that, that a lot of that was wire work. Yeah. So I don't know if like if they even had any wire work in this movie. They actually had a decent amount. Like they their, did. Oh. Yeah, their takeoffs were all wire work. Okay, I I can appreciate that. Yeah, it was the issues that I had were when they were flying above uh, the town. Yeah, that, that yeah, looked that, that's not good. Yeah, it did not. And I, I'd be interested to learn more too. Like when they were having the mob, uh, try and find the mayor. Whether or not that was, a green screen or wire work, because that looked really good. Yeah, I would agree with that. And it's like it was very inconsistent. Like that's what sucks. It's like it was in, it was inconsistency. Like sometimes they'd fly and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that is horrendous green screen." Other times it's yeah. wire work and it looks okay for wire work. It's not like yeah the best thing in the world, but it, it's decent wire work. And then their magics, their magics look pretty decent. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'm trying to think, like, if can you recall any like magic that didn't look good? Not off the top of my head. Yeah, all the all the 
abilities that everyone used. Again, it was used sparingly. I think they used it a little bit more than they did in the original, which makes sense. It was a little bit more expensive to do back then. But I think they did like a similar enough job to like I think they matched the the, the effects pretty freaking well. Like in comparison yeah, th- to the original. Yeah, you you know what I think I can agree. Yeah, I mean other than the, the shoddy green screen, it wasn't wasn't bad. Y- yeah. I might go a, a let's see. I forget what I think we gave it an eighty nine, like the original in eighty nine. Just because I don't feel like these ones are going to hold up as well. I think I'm going to be at like an 87. Not all match you. Alright, next up we got music. So what what did you think of the, the music? Um. Okay, so the two ones that the biggest songs that they sung in this were um, The Witches Are Back, right? Yes. And um, uh, what was it? The pink. Oh, I forget who sings it. The one way or another, I'm gonna find you. Um, yep. Uh, it. I don't know what it was like in the first one. It made sense why they're doing that. Like I put a spell on you. Like that just made sense. But I don't know. Like some some of the instances them using the um the witches are back or the I'm gonna, mostly the. The witches are back, just because that one just feels so out of, just like right as they come back from you know from hell, that's what they start breaking. That's what they break into, right? It's yep. When yeah, um, and I get it. Like you know, after the su- the number ends or when it's about to end, the Izzy uh, he's just like, who who are they even performing to? And Mary just like pops right next to her, and she's just like, we're singing for you. Um, and so I'm like, okay, you know, I I, I get it, but just. I don't know. I don't remember the sisters like being so like, I mean, when they appeared in 93, they never busted out into a song. So why in 2022 they do? Yeah. And it's tough. It's because like, they don't seem super performative in the original. They know. They do to enchant the adults. Like you said, makes sense. And I guess Sarah kind of has her own little performance to lure children. That's Dude, That I don't know if we touched upon that scene at all when we reviewed Hocus Pocus. But like that... Sarah Jessica Parker like deserves a freaking like round of applause for like how creepy she made that, that song. She did yeah, such an for real job. So, gosh, this one's tough. It, it, because when they they are sung, they they're decent, they're good. Like I enjoy the performances. It's just, especially the witches are back. Just felt so out of place. Yeah, this is one that I think I might my personal idea of where I think the music would be is maybe like a seven 
but I think the performances were good enough to warrant an eight. Like, you know, and I know I, that seems I, like I a small difference to everyone, but still. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I can agree with you. I really do. Yeah, so, the rest of the yeah, scores were amazing. Like, everything fit. It's just those two performances. But the performances were good. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It, Absolutely. In the way of, like, the story and everything, that's where it kind of gets a little loosey-goosey. Like, oh, should the, that yeah. music have been there? But the music itself was good. Yeah. Absolutely, so, absolutely agree. I think that's kind of how I'm... I'm scoring it this this go round. Like if if I'm thinking like how it worked within the movie, I might actually be down as far as a six. <laughs> That's fair, but yeah, I think I'm at an eight just because of how well, uh, or how good the songs were by themselves. Yeah, and then everything else seemed to work. It just, I think, I think that's the perfect spot. Because it's like yeah, it, I absolutely agree. The songs were good. Like if they would have fit better into where they were supposed to go, I think I might have even been up to a nine. But just because of how out of place, but the performances were good. Eight is the solid answer. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. All right. Next up, we got costumes. And damn it, if these ones aren't freaking amazing again. Yeah, just as good as the original. Yeah, like. I still actually might be at a 10 with these. I think they were that good. Yeah, you know what, dude? I would. I, I think I'm going to agree. Yeah, I mean, we, we did the. With the, the first Hocus Pocus, we gave those costumes a 10. Because of the Sanderson sisters and Billy. And again, Sanderson's and Billy looked incredible. No one else seemed to have like yes. any other costumes. Actually, the witch mother, I loved her outfit, dude. Yeah, oh, she looked so good. She looked amazing. So, yeah, I have no issues giving this a 10. I mean, if you gotta kill her costume, you gotta kill her costume. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. So, yeah, I'm at a 10 as well. For some reason, I was in my own head. Yeah, I was that, like, uh, Just, like, okay. really getting into... Sorry, man, I was really thinking of those costumes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I'm, what happened. It's, when it's good, it's good. Yeah. Freaking... Apparently, it was that good. Holy shit, I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. No, you're... You're good. It's this is where I feel our attempt at being unbiased shows because I mean we could easily just go through and give these all like average scores but this is like one movie where there's a one category that will freaking throw something over the top. Where some people don't take into consideration, like, oh, it's not a good, like, some people, I think, would be like, hey, this is a really shitty movie, shitty writing, blah, 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 like, just completely rip it a new one, and not really focus on anything that was good about it, because there's always something good in a movie. 
other oh, than yeah, maybe like food agree. fight. But <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always something good about every movie. And with this movie, it was the freaking music and the costumes that just killed it. It like the music didn't fit, so that's why it didn't score higher, but yeah, the costumes you, you anyone making an argument that the costumes d- deserve less than a 10 is out of their freaking mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so costumes getting a 10. Um last up we got our own personal score. So would you like to take this one first? I would love to. So overall, um I I did walk away from Hocus Pocus 2 disappointed. Um not fully. Um it, I will admit it was great seeing these three back together again playing the Sanderson sisters. Um they honestly didn't miss a beat. Um, if I have some problems with them, it's not the actress's fault. It's the writing. Um, and especially with um, Sarah's character, that that's really where my problem lies, is just the writing. It was a lot better in the first one for her. Um, but it's just the supporting characters are very bland. The story's not super solid. It just It wasn't a sequel that I was hoping for, um, but at the same time, like I, f- I always felt that the first one didn't really even need a sequel. They they tied it up very well. Well, um, it made sense why the Sanderson sisters wouldn't be able to return again. Um, so just it, it feels like an unnecessary sequel, and because of that I f- they. I feel they could have done a little better, but in a way, I guess they did the best that they could. Um, and just when the biggest thing that you can take away from this movie, it is so great seeing Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Sarah Jessica Parker playing these uh, three characters again. That That's the best part of this movie. And honestly, that's what I knew was going to be the best part. And I'm grateful that is the best part. Um, so uh, I'll go with like a 71. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, yeah, I had I had high expectations for this movie, thinking like, "Hey, they like this is a great movie being made in modern times. Like they can cut out the fluff of like if they can just capture the magic of the original, like that would be perfect." And I think that's where they fell short. They just didn't capture that magic. The only bit that they were able to capture was the relationship between the Sandersons. That was, like, the only thing. And then, obviously, they had Billy, like, Butcherson, which was great. And I'm kind of glad that they made that that tie-in to the original. I would have maybe liked to see a little bit more fan service from maybe bring in the actors or Maybe not even the actors, if the act, those actors were unwilling or not working as actors anymore, which kind of sucks because the the little girl, uh, what's her, what was her name, Max, from the original, uh, she still no, acts. Danny. Danny, that's right. Yeah. Max, who's Max? Was Max? Max the, was the the brother. Yeah, Max was the yeah, Max was the brother. Okay, so yeah, Danny. Danny still acts. 
so it, it's it's tough. It's it's kind of sad that they didn't bring her in. Like I don't know if they attempted to or whatever, but I think this could have used a little more of a nostalgia sprinkles. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm pro. I'll probably go back and watch the original before I come back and watch this one. Yeah, dude, same. Absolutely same. And that that sucks. Like honestly, the only thing I might watch this one this for is like the opening sequence with the young uh sisters. Yeah. Cuz that was great. Yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. I I might be gosh, I'm actually a little lower than you like per with my personal score, I think I'm sitting at like a 68. Fair dude. enough, dude. Fair enough. I understand. Yeah. I just, I didn't have that good of a time watching it. It was just me, more me wanting to go back and watch the original. But yeah. Uh, so with that, that concludes this week's breakdown. And going through each of the categories real quick. The story starting off pretty in the average range, sitting at a 70. Writing scored half a point higher than that, so it's sitting at a 70.5. Our acting was a significant improvement, sitting at a 77. Character development went down a little bit, sitting at a 75.5. The effects brought it up quite a bit, sitting at a solid 87. Uh, the music, like we said, really excellent music. Just didn't quite fit well with the tone of the movie, so it's sitting at an 8. And then the costumes, without a doubt, sitting at a solid 10. Because who can freaking beat the Sanderson sisters? And then our personal score averaged out to a 69.5, which makes that our lowest category. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Hocus Pocus 2 has come to a C. Okay. I can agree with that. Yeah, it's... It's a fairly solid C, so our range for C is, oh, hold on, <laughs> yeah, our range for a C is anywhere between a 76 and, or no, sorry, 73 and 76, and this movie is sitting at a... 74.91%. Okay. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely in the middle there. Um so, comparing this to other movies of the C score, Hocus Pocus 2 has been put below Surf's Up which is sitting at a 74.96. You said it's above that? Uh, below. Oh, below. Sorry. 
Yeah, it is also below Power Rangers, which is at a 75.18. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It is below Venom, which is at a 75.22. Uh, it is below The Rise of Skywalker, which is at a 75.31. And then finally, it is below Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is at a 75.33. Going the opposite direction, it is above Scoob, which is at a 74.81. Yeah. I, you know what? Honestly, I think I probably did enjoy this more than Scoob. Really? I think I, yeah, I think I can actually agree with that. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, it's also above Unfriended, which is at a 74.5. Fair. It is above Fantasy Island, which is at a 74.37. Yeah, the, oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> it is above Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is at a 74.28. And then finally, it is above The Forever Purge, which is at a 73.31. Fair enough. Yeah. I think it has a pretty decent home. Yeah, I, I I would absolutely agree. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that concludes this week's breakdown. Um. If you guys like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are also on all social media platforms: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, we can, you can find us at the all bros or you guys can check us out on our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, uh, next week you guys can look forward to our breakdown of Halloween ends i know rose is beyond excited for this movie so excited yeah so we'll be talking about that next week and i'm trying to think if i missed anything i don't think i did yeah i don't think you did either yeah so yeah next so so you guys can look forward to that next week until then this has been the all bros podcast i'm caleb and I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Huh? See, are we... Oh, God, no. That was <laughs> what awful. the shit was that? I have no idea. That was Mickey uh, in puberty for the first time. 